So Jamie Foxx is, uh, he, I think he actually talked about this on, on his podcast, but he was, he was on a yacht with a billionaire and this guy's like accomplished everything in business. Then he went into entertainment, like all of these amazing things. And they're sitting in Miami and they're on his yacht. And, uh, and he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm not happy. And he looks at Jamie Foxx. I'm not happy. And he's like, okay, like, tell me more. He's like, I just, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not happy. And, and Jamie Foxx looked at him. He's like, you wanna know why? Welcome to the Face Your Freedom Show, where we talk all about creating a life of freedom, walking your own path, and pursuing your purpose. My name is Alan Howard. And I'm James Weston. We are two entrepreneurs best known for taking a leap off the beaten path and pursuing a life of freedom and self-discovery. Let's get into it. Let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Face Your Freedom. This is episode number nine. And it's also green shirt Thursday, yeah. apparently. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even know you were wearing a green shirt Dude, until you walked in. We, we're doing it, man. <laughs> Dude, it, that's kind of the funny thing. Like, a lot of people think that, like, we hang out all the time because, like, yeah. we live together, we do the show together. But the truth is, like, we barely see each other, sure. to be honest. Like, you know, like, I think the last time we hung out, like, we scheduled it in yeah. our calendar yeah. to, like, hang out. Uh, but that kind of... Yeah, you know, it kind of goes into like what we want to talk about today. For sure, for sure. Right? I think I think one of the things that we really want to look at today is the importance of scheduling human connection, and really not sacrificing human connection for shit that doesn't matter. And I think we're all guilty of that too much of the time. And so I think this is a topic that I'm really excited to dive into because I think it's relevant for everyone on the planet. Yeah, and maybe the most relevant topic for everyone that exists. Yeah. So like, how do you have a life where you don't chase money, chase cars, chase yachts, chase yep. all this cool shit, sacrificing what's really important, which is human connection. For sure. Right. Yeah. Um, did you, did you see the, uh, <laughs> did you see the study or, or no, like the, the new rule they're trying to come out with the department of transportation? No. They're, uh, they're trying to say that you can't bring emotional support animals on planes anymore. Okay. They want to do like only highly trained dogs. Yeah. That may, well, what is the rule for like an emotional support animal? That's a, I, I don't really know, but like apparently I was reading this article and they're like, people have brought turkeys, like pigs, snakes, wow. like a snake as emotional support. Yeah, yeah. And um, the reason I bring it up is like, that's a, that might be a lack of human connection, sure, right? If you need to hang sure. out with a snake in order to feel good or like whatever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know they're kind of bending the rules, but yeah. um, Delta Airlines said that last year they transported 250,000 emotional support animals, wow. which has got to be like, yeah. a lot of those got to be bullshit. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, um, it's anyway. a, that's a good way to get your, uh, your snake on a plane for free <laughs> or your, what do you say? A pig or a turkey, your pig or a tur- turkey on that plane for free. So, so people are just abusing it. They're trying to cut yeah. down on it. Yeah. yeah. But, um, well that, that shows it's funny. Like, you know, I, we don't know how much of that is like people who just want to get their animal transported for free and how much of that is like people who actually really are relying on an animal like that for support. It's, um, it, it's interesting. And I think a lot of why this topic for you and I came up is we had a disagreement a couple weeks back yeah. and that disagreement allowed us to like really dive in and say, you know, how important is our connection? How important is human connection in general? Because you're, you and I are both people who like, we're, we're on a, a path of progression. We want yeah. success. We want all this. And I think we can both find at times that we can sacrifice our relationships around us for that success, success for all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, and it's, it's kind of like, um, I was having a conversation with my little brother last night on the phone and it was, it's a little bit like 
we talked about it in the happiness episode, but it's like, I will be happy when. And so let me sacrifice the things around me for the goal I want to attain to get to my level of happiness. And then I'll be the right boyfriend or then I'll be the right friend or the right partner or whatever it is. So yeah, let me, let me sacrifice like three or four years of my life of unhappiness so that I can have happiness in the future. Yeah. Why? Bro, I've been so, I've been so guilty of that. Like my 25 to 29, I feel like was that. Really? It's like I'm, I did have like one year, the year after I left my nine to five job where I really just kind of was decompressing. But outside of that, it's so much of the time it's like, oh, I'll, you know, let me just work, work, work to get to this point and then have relaxation rather than balance. And balance is like the word I chose for the year when I did my goals. We talked about our, that a little bit in our goals episode, but yeah. like creating that balance in life to, to not say I'll be happy when, or I'll not, I won't be the right friend then. Let me be all those things today, um, mm. which is which is tough to do. How do you how do you combat that? I guess that balance of like progression, but not sacrificing connection. I think the biggest thing is number one, like being becoming aware of how important it is. Yep. And um, I know we're going to talk about the Harvard study that they did, mm-hmm. and I think that was like incredibly like yeah. eye opening. Yeah. And like you you taught me about that, and it's like human connection really is what we live for. Yeah. And why don't we get into it a little bit? Yeah, yeah. You know I'll, I'll talk about like that. The, the study. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, so Harvard did the longest study. It's still running right now. It's been going for 80 years now, um, over 80 years now. And it's uh, the longest study ever on health and happiness for okay. humans. And what they found, uh, it's crazy. And I know I, I touched on it a little bit with you, but like one thing I don't think we touched on was like aging, right? Anti-aging. And one of the things they found is like, the people that had the best health later into life were the people who really prioritized human connection and quality of relationships. Mm. So they looked at thousands of people at the age of 50, and then they looked at it again at 80, and they said, which people aged the least? Which people aged the best? Like measurably aged. Me- measurably from a scientific level, from a happiness level, health from health-wise, physicality, all of that. And yeah. the people that aged the best were the people, the only factor that was different for those people were people that actually had better human connections, better relationships their in tribe. their life. The people they surround themselves with. Yeah, yeah. The depth of connection and the quality of connection is what really determined that happiness for those people. It's it's kind of like you said. The um, you were telling me a story about the billionaire that was hanging out with Jamie Foxx, yep. and yep. he was like on a yacht. Just I think it was just them two. And sure. he was like, "What's the story?" He like, yeah, yeah. So Jamie Foxx is uh, he I think he actually talked about this on on his podcast, but he was he was on a yacht with a billionaire, and this guy's like accomplished everything in business. Then he went into entertainment, like all of these amazing things. And they're sitting in Miami and they're on his yacht. And, uh, and he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm not happy. And he looks at Jamie Foxx. I'm not happy. And he's like, okay, like, tell me more. He's like, I just, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not happy. And, and Jamie Foxx looked at him. He's like, you want to know why? He's like, why? And he's like, because you made it to the top of the mountain, but you brought no one with you. Oh, dude. That literally gave me chills. Yeah. Yeah. And there he is like on this ball and yacht by himself. By himself. And what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's no, no one was there with him. And, and I can imagine once you get to that level, everyone who's becoming your friend after that has a reason, has a, has an alternative or ulterior motive. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I think I saw that 
in myself when I was working really hard in my corporate job, I was like, I wasn't ever prioritizing time for my friends or my relationships. Cause I was like, oh, I just need to work harder to get better, to progress up this ladder. And, um, I really made a stand this year to stop saying I'm going to be happy when, yeah, like that's the biggest change I would say I made in this year after our episode about goals is like, how do I prioritize and really plan out my day now and be like, my day and my week is planned around time for human connection as well. It's more important than even going to the gym. Yeah. And like, because of our disagreement that we had a couple of weeks ago and like, without getting too much into it, like we, we almost said that we weren't going to talk about it on the episode, but yep. we'll like, um, we had this like disagreement over an employee who was working for both of us and essentially she wanted to do a little bit more work for me, a little yep. bit less for Alan. And I kind of made this logical decision that like I wasn't going to get involved in it. Yep. And I realized after the fact that like I was being overly logical and yep. overly business savvy for sure, and not really looking at like our friendship and not yep. really looking at like how you were going to feel and for the sure. emotional side of it. I wasn't really making the decision like with my heart. I was making it just with my mind. Yeah. And that's the scary part about being in business yeah. is that like, sometimes you sacrifice relationships. I mean, how many partnerships go bad when sure. people start making a lot of money? Yeah, right? a lot. Like most. That, most, <laughs> exactly. And like, that's the thing is like, if you don't prioritize relationships above money, if you don't prioritize human connection above all of those things, yep. you're going to end up the billionaire on the boat with no friends. Wow. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that was like the big lesson from what we went through. And yeah. like, I was super grateful that we were able to work through it despite all the emotion, all the resentment, all the things that sure. came up sure. um, and that we can talk about it now yeah. as friends. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, it's like the first step is realizing that like scientifically it's proven that what matters most in your happiness, your health, your life yeah. is human connection. Yeah. And if you don't build a life around human connection, you're building a life around a bunch of materialistic crap that's going to make you unhappy eventually. For sure. 100% man. You, you, you said it so right. And I, one of the things I took away from the Harvard study, and if you guys haven't looked this up, really dive into it because it is the longest running study on happiness. It's like, how do you live a happy life? We already know science is showing us yeah. what it is and what are the key determining factors of aging well and, and being happy. And one of the things it said is loneliness is just as detrimental, if not more detrimental, than alcoholism or chronic smoking of cigarettes. Damn. Like it will have that much of a detrimental effect on on your health. And, uh, and that is so crazy to think that you could be healthy, you could go to the gym, you could eat right, you could do all these things right, but if you're lonely, it's the same as you being an alcoholic from a body standpoint. Like the, yeah. the negative emotions in your body, it's, we're tribal. We know that, we talk about that, we were intentional about setting up a tribe around us. We're tribal and that has to be, that has to be the thing that comes first. Yeah, totally. And the thing that I think is really important is like, it's not like, quantity of connections yep. it's depth of connection quality and yep. like i think with social media right and, and this is like the the narrative everyone talks about but it's like you could go out there and become an influence you go out there and create a video and it goes viral and all of a sudden you got people hitting you up every day yep. right like you and i we both yep. get messages from people we don't know all day long sure. and it's like dopamine spike dopamine spike dopamine spike but it's like yep. how deep are those relationships yeah not very deep and then it comes back to like what Brittany was teaching us like when we went through this she was yep. like the beginning of a relationship is super exciting. A friendship is super exciting. There's a lot of possibilities. There's yeah. a lot of things that there's a lot of freedom. There's a lot of exploring and getting to know each other. But then level two is like, 
you get deeper and you really get to know each other and there's some shit you don't like about the other person sure. there's some shit that you reveal the other person that they don't want you to see yeah. and it's like most friendships separate then unless there's a deep enough connection and desire to keep it together sure. and i think this experience kind of brought up some things in me that i didn't want you to see some things in you that yeah, you didn't want me to see likewise. and it was like damn like this could have been a turning point where we stopped being friends yep. or it could be a turning point where we bonded further and i'm like really glad that we chose to do that for sure but that's what relationships are about is like going through that process and becoming deeper with other people yeah. and not just having a bunch of surface level connections with a ton of people yeah yeah and it's it's so much easier in today's world to have a lot of surface level connections and uh one actually a, a good friend of mine a girl that i've been friends with for a couple of years now um we just had a little bit of that in our relationship too where i felt like every time i talked with her it was like surface level like how are things going things are great blah blah, blah. and yeah. then finally like we were having a conversation I'm like hey be real with me how how's stuff going how are you like real not just like everything's great and in that ability to have people around you in your life where like they can share they can be vulnerable uh and you can do the same it's so important like the small amount of time we have outside of our work outside of our own stuff our time with ourselves, to create that depth of connection we really want to have people who are willing to go deep with us as well and what, what i found is like the way to create a deeper connection with someone is to be vulnerable yep you know and like yep. an example that i'll use of recent is like i um i was with this girl that i was dating and we had sex and it was it wasn't very good yeah and like i was like damn like you know i was super in my head i had a lot of stuff going on and instead of like you know kind of just being awkward about it after we finished, I was like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, that was not a reflection of you. Like, I am attracted to you, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, like, I've got this going on. I'm kind of emotional about this. Like, my head's in another yeah. place. There's a lot yeah. of stuff going on. And I, I explained to her where I was at. And then she told me, you know what? I have a ton of stuff going on, too. Like, something's going on with my parents. And my parents are sick and blah, 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 and all these different things. And it's yeah. like, we bonded so much more than, like, sexually bonded that night. But For we sure. bonded, like, in depth of connection. Wow. And That's I was awesome. like, wow, why did that happen? It was because I was bold enough to just be honest and be yeah. vulnerable about what was going on in my head. Yeah. You know what I'm Love saying? Love that. Love that. So maybe let's think about, like, what are some prescriptions for people that maybe feel like they're, they're a little bit lonely? Right now, they're, they don't have that depth of connection in their life. Um, I would say big thing would be emotional support snake. Yeah. <laughs> emotional support pig or turkey. Get that and fly with it. Um, yeah, yeah. But, well, you know, what, what, are some, what are some ways of maybe combating that um, that you, you would suggest um, for people who are maybe they're not feeling like they have that around them right now? I think it's really important to get clear about the type of people you want to surround yourself with. Right. And like they say that people like rapport is built, like a feeling of connection with people initially is built on like finding someone who shares the same interests, shares the same values. And sometimes it's people who have the things that we want and we look up to them. Yep. So if you start there and you look at, OK, what do I want to surround myself with? What am I want my tribe to look like? I want people to have similar values to me. Yep. Well, how do I do that? You define your values. You define mm, what's important to you, sure. right? You define where you're headed right now, and you find other people that are on that path. Yep. Yeah, so that's I one love big that. one. Yeah, yeah, finding those similar values and, and understanding yours, like you said, I think that's so important. Is like, what are the values of someone that I want to have around me? Uh, we both did a workshop recently. Uh, Brittany and Frida <laughs> took us through through this workshop where we Jesus. we looked at what are the type of girls that we've been dating 
our before list. Like characteristics. Character traits, you know, all this stuff. Like what is that commonality? Everyone has a commonality in who they date. Um, What are the type of girls that we want to be dating in the future? And then what are those character traits? And then who do we have to become Mm -hmm. to actually Attract. attract the after list? And that's been so cool for us, right? This is human connection as well, maybe a little bit more on the romantic side, but like there was such a, there was a girl recently who was like, so my before list, like from the look, the attraction level, the way she behaved, a little bit of jealous, like uh, all this stuff. And it was like, I had this urge where I'm like, I really want to hang out with her. And then after doing that workshop and really clarifying like, what are those values in the person I want to be with? Just because she's attractive and she's these things, she doesn't have a lot of that after list. She's an A plus on the before list. And, and I really made that decision yeah. once I knew my values to be like, no, I'm not going to hang out with her. You messaged me a few times wanting to hang out and I'm just like, ah, nope. it was difficult, but I'm like, no, not yeah. doing it. It's a filter. Yeah. If you don't define what the filter is, you're just going to choose anything. Sure. And then the other part is like, once you define it and you be real with yourself, it's like you always say, like, you got to give up good to get great. Yep. And if you keep settling for your before list, the after list ain't going to come. For sure. You're not going to have time. You can't yeah. do both. Your right? hand's going to be closed. Yeah. It, you're not going to have space it's to open walk it up. walk right by yeah. you. That's it, man. Kind of thing. That's and it. And then the, the cool thing, too, that we did on top of that is, like, before list, after list, who you need to become to attract that. And then how do you actually filter for that when you meet someone and ask them the right questions yep. to determine, right? Like, I really like girls who are like fit and into into health and all that. Well, now that's something that comes up early when I meet a girl, right? Yep. Like, what do you like to do for fun? Do you go to the gym? Do you work out? What are the type of things you do? And it's like, if she's just like, no, I hate that. Never been to the gym, all that kind of stuff. Like she goes directly into the before list. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's a bad person. I just know that like, I'm not that attracted to girls that are not in touch with their body and their health. For sure. For right? sure. Yeah. And, and, and then therefore, like we can't always have a revolving door of just open to everyone. We can love and care about just about everyone we meet. We can love them, show them love, yeah. but we can't have a door that anyone can just walk through without that filter because then you don't even have space for the right people. And I think that goes back to depth of human connection is really define who is a good friend, what makes the qualities of a great friend, yeah. and then have those people be around you. And, and I've found in times in my life that I've put, I've had a lot of really great people around me, but I hadn't defined who was gonna be closest to me. And then by not defining that, I don't even have time for the people who are the really great friends in my life. Yeah. And, uh, got to create those boundaries. You got to create the boundaries. You got to be protect, protective of your time and schedule it in. And I think that one of the biggest things when we talk about human connection is like, you need to schedule time for quality human connection. Like you schedule a dentist appointment (laughs) more frequently than a dentist appointment, but like you schedule a dentist appointment, right? (laughs) Like you schedule time at the gym. Um, Figuring out those times within your busy week that like, hey, you know, this morning I had it with our roommate Alex. Today at 10 a.m. I was going and having coffee with him for 40 minutes. And it was like, that was as important as any business meeting I had today. It was just like, that was locked in the schedule and we did that. And but, but you guys didn't make any money. Yeah. Exactly. Like that and was, we weren't that was on a, a yacht. That was a and waste we weren't of time. on a yacht. Yeah. <laughs> you just went, like, you just spent money on that meeting. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For so sure. I, like, I guess the biggest takeaway for me from this conversation is like, you got to center your your life around human connection yep. and then build everything around that. And the rebuttal that I'm sure a lot of people are thinking like that, that's great, James. I'm sure you have enough like time and money to do that. But like, 
I need to just pay my fucking bills. I need to yeah. do this. Like, I don't have time to just schedule coffee dates all day. Yeah. And it's not like that. Yeah. It's literally like, we're still working all day long. We're still building and creating sure. and doing all these different things. Like, you and I barely see each other, but yeah. we still make it a priority to actually have those meetings once a week or so yeah. or twice a week and schedule that time. Yeah. And why is that? Because we know that human connection is what actually creates happiness yeah. and actually creates good health. Yeah. And if you're getting in a place where you're, saying, I don't have time to do this, but I will do this when it's bullshit. Yeah. You, you need to schedule it now. Like you need to make time for happiness, self-enjoyment, human connection today. And uh, one of the things I so often find, because I've fallen into it myself, but I see it so much with friends and people I coach too, is like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing the things I love and the things that start making me happy. I'm going to start doing those uh, in three months. Once, once I get through this new job of mine or once I, once I uh, get through grad school or whatever it is, it's, you gotta, you gotta have balance in your life today yeah. and not be, it's not like be the Redalio thing. And like we talk about, it's like you can focus on hustle or you can focus on balance, yep. right? Yep. Which one's a better path? For sure. Right. You're going to, you, you can, you can create in both paths. Yep. You can achieve the life that you want in both paths. Yep. Do you want to hustle and, and sacrifice a bunch of stuff or do you want to balance your way all the way there? Maybe it'll take a little bit longer, but what, what is the process, right? Mm -hmm. Like, are you just trying to get to a certain place or are you trying to enjoy the whole process getting there? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it like a cute little quote, like live that if yeah. you believe that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. One of the things he said that really stood out to me, our conversation about that is like, uh, the biggest failure is reaching success, but sacrificing everything for it. Yeah. And, and he talks about like most people who are rushing for success, like the hustle culture we've talked about, like just work 15, 16 hours a day, nonstop, blah, 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 just go, go, go. It's like, what's the rush? If you know that you're going to be able to get to success, just do the right things each and every day and have them compound and build up yeah. rather than like, cramming for a test last minute and that's what i think a lot of people are doing when they're on the the path of success is like let me let me hustle let me hustle let me hustle it's like just create balance create a healthy life be balanced and work towards it on a consistent slower process yeah and enjoy it yeah the other day for sure so going back to uh the the connection with social media here right mm. um i read something the other day that tiktok you're not on TikTok. No. And no. I actually don't even really know what TikTok is, if you can explain it for the audience. <laughs> I don't really me. know either. I'm like, I'm like about to make an account this week because okay. I'm like, okay, I've, I've been in the past where like I denied new social media and then I missed the wave. And then I'm like four years late trying to, you know, build a presence there. So like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to figure out TikTok this week maybe or like work with my assistant on it. But like TikTok now they said is, was the most downloaded app in 2019 like millions wow. of downloads across the world wow. the only thing more was whatsapp but okay. of course whatsapp is just a communication platform sure. really right it's like texting yep. um so it had more downloads than facebook more downloads than instagram more downloads than any other social media the question is why what mm -hmm. is so interesting about tiktok and how is it different from instagram how is it different yep. from the other social media platforms and what i see from it is it's really somewhere that you go to express mm. your talents and to entertain other people. Yeah. So you see a lot of people doing like the hands motion thing or whatever. And yeah, then yeah. you see people doing the lip singing and you see people acting and doing these little skits and all this kind of stuff. Wow. And so it's different than 
Instagram in the sense that it's like Instagram's like, yo, what up? Check out my Lambo. Yo, yeah. what up? I'm in fucking, you know, I'm in, I'm in front of this I'm glacier like, or something. Yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm doing high status shit. Check out my stuff. Yeah. Right. There's obviously, you know, some sharing of content and teaching and all of that on Instagram. <laughs> but then you look at like TikTok and TikTok's just really about self-expression. Mm. And why did that penetrate like the world so quickly is because right now we're, we're dying for that connection. We're mm. dying for like, hey, I want to see someone that like has cool, cool talents. And yep. when they sing to me, I feel like I'm connected to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what I think like has allowed that to penetrate so quickly. Yeah, more connection, less maybe bragging and more connection, yeah. it sounds like. And I think any any platform that does well is about just creating better better connection. And expressing. Yeah. Which yeah. creates connection. I like that. That's like a modern day show and tell. Remember show and tell from school? It's like you get up there and you're like, what can I do? What's this interesting talent? I can lip sync. I'm going to do this in Dude, front that's of the sweet. class. We should yeah. do some show and tell. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about show and tell. Yeah. So you know, off of TikTok, off of social media, right? Like in the real world, yeah. remember the real world? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How, like, well, let me look at my phone real quick. <laughs> Go ahead. So what, what are some like actionable steps? Let's just say that you're someone who like hasn't built their tribe yet. Doesn't mm. have a ton of friends. Doesn't mm. have, not that we have a ton of friends, but like yeah, yeah. doesn't have a ton of people that they really connect with or they're building these deep relationships with. What would you say are some actionable steps that someone can take to start finding those people and developing those connections? Dang. Well, this is like the exact same as romantic relationships in a way because it is relationships. Yeah. I think I think one thing that people have to really define is what are those values, kind of like you talked about earlier, what are those values they want in the people around them? Yeah. And then really look at how many of those values do they have themselves? And, and then also how can they put themselves in that location? So I resonate with this topic a lot because there was a time in my life, I, I lived in a town that had a big university all my friends graduated and they left. I stayed and worked in that town. I had one or two friends there. And, and I felt really lonely in that time period because I didn't really feel like I had people around me that like were, I was going arm in arm through life with like friends where like they were in the same place, they're wanting kind of the same things. And, um, and really for me, what's changed from that period to now being in a place where I feel like I have that is going and doing and being the person that I want to be. Like I want to have friends that are fit, but I don't go to the gym. I want to have friends that are into reading, but I don't read myself. Yeah. I want to have friends that are this, but I'm not doing it myself. And so it's, it's rather than looking at other people to like lift you up. It's like become that person and then be intentional about who are people like that, that you want to be around. And, and I believe in, it's maybe just a spiritual thing, but I bring the, believe the universe or God or whatever you want to say, they bring those people around you when you do become that person. Yeah. So yeah, that's maybe not as actionable. I think there's some other actionable tips. What are, what are ideas that you have that maybe people can do to really create that in their life? So when I, when I look back at like the loneliest parts of my own life, Mm -hmm. right. When I had very few friends or even no friends at some times, right. Like starting college in a new city and all that kind of stuff. Like I found that the longer I would sit in my room and think about how lonely I was and the longer I would sit in my room and read books or the longer I would just like be by myself, mm. physically by myself, here's the differentiator, the longer I continue to be lonely. Yep. And if there's one thing I can say, like when changing habits and making changes in your life, it's very important to like do things in a very small scale at first. And so I would say like choose one place that matches your interests and matches the people you want to meet and commit to going there for like a month. Right. So maybe that's a yoga class. Maybe that's the gym. Maybe that's whatever. So just get out of your house and go somewhere where those people are around. And I'm not even saying you have to talk to any of them. You could go there, put your headphones on or whatever, but just by like 
pure familiarity, the law of familiarity, yep. you go to the gym every day or you go to the gym five days a week, eventually you're going to bump into someone who also goes to the gym five days a week. You're going to be at the water fountain and be like, what's up, man? I see you all the time. Yeah. Right. That could end up being your next best friend. Yeah. Right. And so what I'm saying is like the smallest, like barrier to entry is get out of your house sure. and go somewhere where people that you want to meet are. Yeah. And even if you don't have the confidence to go up and talk to them, that's fine. It'll happen naturally if you just put yourself in enough of those of those situations. Yeah. And then if you're feeling extra, extra, you know, like confident <laughs> in one day, maybe you can start a conversation. Yeah. Right. And I'm talking about people that are like really, you know, introverted and, and, you know, not used to socializing and stuff. But just get out there a little bit and make the barrier very small. Yeah. And I think the scale, though, is nice. Like the tactics you're giving work really well for the very introverted person, but also for the person who's really extroverted and maybe they're wanting to get into a new area of their life, right? Like maybe they're, hey, I'm not physically fit. I want to get into CrossFit as an example, or mm. hey, I'm not all that knowledgeable about business or tech. Go to a tech or business meetup. Go to those places where yeah. you might be extroverted, but you're still not going to feel all that great in that new spot. But like, just keep going. It's that repetition that will, yeah. that will there's like that. There's sites like meetup.com, yeah. right? And it's like, they have different interests and different stuff like that. And if it's a good leader of the group, you're going to be forced to get up and meet people. You're going to be forced to speak and talk and do that kind of stuff. And it's like, that might be uncomfortable, but what's more uncomfortable, like sitting in your room and being lonely for the next five years or getting up and like meeting new people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, when we ran the mastermind, like think about it, there was people in that room that like, we're really introverted and shy, mm -hmm. but by the third or fourth session, it was a family. Yeah. Everyone was talking to everybody. Everyone was helping everybody. Everyone felt like a part of the community. Like that's an effective meeting. That's an effective group to put together. Yeah. And they're out there. There's yeah. people organizing stuff like that. You're just not looking for it. You're just not going to it. For sure. For sure. Love that, man. Such, yeah. a, such a great point. And I think, um, I think the idea of creating depth of connection, uh, what one thing when I think about that is like how do you create that depth of connection with friends over years and and one thing that I've kind of seen in the digital nomad community is a lot of people because digital nomads they change rapidly right they're they're changing businesses they're changing countries they're doing all this yeah sometimes you kind of leave in your wake a lot of friendships and so something I've been trying to work on recently is like making time for those old friendships as well. Mm. Those friendships where I want to be sitting on a porch with the dude at 80 and laughing about what we did at 16. Yeah. And, and it's, it's sometimes hard to put that time in, but I think that's where the importance of scheduling. I'm, I'm so big on this cause I'm not naturally an organized person. Yeah. I'm just scheduling. Like I know every Tuesday night I'm calling a friend. And for me, that's like, okay, cool. That's in place. Tuesday night, I'm making time to do that. And it's Committed. like finding that, time for connection and putting it into your schedule because if you're not in control of your life and your schedule and you don't actually plan that time it's just not going to happen it's not you're not going to be in enough of a environment to really have that happen just because life is so busy today for all of us everyone business owners and non-business owners it doesn't matter yeah. um but there's also a difference between going out to a bar with six buddies watching a football game and drinking beers and then going to a lunch one-on-one -on -one with a friend and having a real conversation. And catching up and really. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of guys in particular, are girls are so much better about prioritizing depth of connection, at least from the girls that I know yeah. in comparison to the guys I know. Guys are always like, let's get nine of us together and let's go drink beer and, and party and hit on chicks, right? Yeah. Like they don't even have time to even even talk with each other. And yeah. And it's kind of almost like weird the first time you start doing that with like a guy friend and just be like, Hey, let's go get lunch together next week. <laughs> 
and like just one-on-one have that time but it's so powerful and men yeah. need that and, and it feels really good when when someone does that to you like when an old friend reaches out that like you guys were tight like mm-hmm. nothing ever happened there was no bad ending to the relationship it was yeah. just like he's doing other shit you're going this way you moved he moved that kind of stuff but like there was still a deep connection and this is one of the things that you said to me when we were having that argument was you were like dude like you and i are both going to be ridiculously successful in life there's no doubt about that every single day we're growing and we're we're building and all this kind of stuff our influence is getting bigger all that but like when when we're both you know huge there's gonna be a lot of people that just want to be a part of it because of our status or because sure. of our success or because of our money and all that kind of stuff. He's like, you're going to be looking for the people that like were there before. Yeah. You're going to be looking for the people like that had the connection before that, that saw the value in each other before that. Yep. So if you're thinking like in your head right now, well, I'll worry about human connection after I become a multimillionaire yeah. when I have time to build connection. Right. Yeah. Well, the depth of those connections is going to be much harder to find because there's going to be so many ulterior motives for like sure. you were saying before. Sure. And so it's like, who are the people in your life right now that you've already decided these are great people. These people meet my values. These are the type of people I want in my life forever. Nurture those relationships. Mm. Take care of those relationships because yep. those are the homies, like you said, yep. that you're going to be 80 sitting in the chair, you know, sitting next to each other on rockers and just being like, dude, you remember that fucking thing that we did? Like, remember <laughs> that time we did that? You remember know, that time like, at La Chula? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's so, cool. that's, that's yeah, awesome, man. man. Great, great. Any, anything else you want to touch on? I feel like that's a lot. Me too. I really do. Good shit. Yeah, I feel like if if you guys listening could take some of those tips and really take action on them, like I think there's a lot of life changing stuff there. I know it changed my life. Those things. I know you too. Yep. And uh, I hope it changes you guys' life. Yeah, for sure. It's awesome. Yeah. Let's uh let's really work to provide that depth of connection with family and with friends too. Yeah. And and with you guys. Like yep. you know, we said this before, but like this is a two-way street. Like we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear feedback. We want comments. We want all that. So like that allows us to really tailor what we're talking about to you guys and we want to create a deeper connection with you. Yeah. So love it. Good stuff, guys. Thank cool. you. Good shit, bro. All right, brother. Until next time. <laughs>